Blog Talk Radio. Rise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. A new day has dawned. All over the earth, men and women are arising. It's time for the sons of God to awake. It is a day of justice, recompense, Restoration, revival, and resurrection power. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Vincent Xavier, pastor of New Wine Ministries. Great to be with you today. We have an hour together today. We're going to get through Revelation chapter 13, the latter part of that. But I wanted to ask you a quick question right up front. How many of you know that we have a destination beyond the Great Tribulation? We have a destination beyond today. We have a destination beyond whatever may come in the following days or weeks or months or years ahead of us and that our walk upon this earth is like a vapor we are here today we are gone tomorrow we always keep in mind the eternal perspective the eternal perspective if you don't have an eternal perspective you could get drowned you could get lost you could get confused you could become afraid you could go through all kinds of unnecessary emotions and feelings and thoughts and ideas about what life is all about. But we have a hope. Thank God we have the good news. Somebody said amen. We have the good news. Today, I could spend an hour telling you the bad news that's going on in the world. The headlines are unbelievable. We're going to talk about a little bit of it to put things in perspective, biblically speaking. But the bottom line is that you and I are not caught unawares. We are not being caught off guard. We have a destination. It is altogether glorious. I know the future that I have for you, saith the Lord, the plans that I have. It's an expected and a glorious future. Our destination beyond earth is heaven. Our destination beyond these troubled times is a calm sea. Our destination is in the millennial reign, a 1,000-year period of time 
where the righteous rule of Jesus Christ, I'm not talking out of my imagination, I'm telling you what the word says, a 1,000-year period of time where Jesus Christ, the Lord, Jesus Christ, will be actively ruling and reigning, most likely, as we understand it, from Jerusalem, a new Jerusalem, a glorious Jerusalem, and he is going to have a government, a one-world government. There is a one-world government that belongs to God that is true and right. The devil is nothing but a counterfeiter. All he does is try to counterfeit everything that belongs to God. And so he has his one-world government. He's trying to get put together in this earth, and he's going to have his way for three and a half years. We're going to talk about that today. But beyond the Great Tribulation, beyond the Days of Trouble, we have a 1,000-year millennial day where Jesus Christ, ruling and reigning from Jerusalem in his glorified body, and you and I who overcome in, in, the, in the ages gone by, all believers who have overcome are going to rule and reign with the Lord as a governmental cabinet. He's going to have his cabinet. He's going to have his 24 elders. He's going to have the martyrs sitting on thrones and judging. Uh, There are those overcomers, according to the word, that will sit in his throne with him, judging the nations with a rod of iron. So I guess what I'm trying to say to you is that all that is going to happen, not in these weak, frail bodies of humiliation that we have here on earth, but we have a destination with a brand new body, according to 1 Corinthians 15. So the point here for a few moments is the future is looking bright for those who are born again, for those who have faith in God, whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life, who believe and trust in the blood of Jesus as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. We have a bright future. We have a hope. We have an understanding that just beyond these days of turmoil and travail is a day of birthing into the millennial kingdom of Jesus Christ. We're moving, by the way, not just into a thousand-year millennial reign where we rule and reign and the earth is filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord, but we go beyond that 1,000-year period of time, that seventh-day Sabbath. And you know there's been 6,000 years that have passed since time began linearly, and we are now approaching the very epoch of the seventh day, the seventh 1,000-year period of time. I mean, we're right there. That will be the millennial reign. But on the other side of that seventh day comes what is known by the book of Enoch as the eighth day or the eternal eighth day. It's where everything goes into another level or dimension or glory. And you and I and our eternal spirits because we have the eternal Holy Spirit living within us. We do not live in a, of ourselves. We have the eternal source of life. We found the fountain of living waters. We found the fountain of youth. We've got it in us. And Yeshua, Jesus, is that fountain of youth. He's access to it. And Holy Spirit is the eternal life. So whatever, regardless, things may look like here and now on this earth in these frail little bodies, we have a hope. There's a future, and it goes into a 1,000-year millennial reign. And if God were to delay things for 500 years and we were to go through our generation and physically die, well, we would go into a place either called paradise, like the thief on the cross, or we would go into a deep rest. Whatever it is for those who are born again, it is going to be the most awesome, beautiful moments we could have. I mean, heaven is for real, folks. 
Heaven is for real. God is real. Jesus is true. Holy Spirit is active, operable, ready to go in anyone's life. And you and I who trust him, he's the source of living waters that keeps our root deep down in the soil of God's love so that we as trees of righteousness are producing the fruit of righteousness. So arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Behold, darkness shall come upon the earth and gross darkness the people, but the Lord shall arise upon you and his glory shall be seen in you wherever you live, South America, Europe, the Middle East, Asia, wherever you live, North America, the islands of the sea, wherever you're listening in from right now, Jesus Christ loves you. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, Yeshua the Messiah, he's real. There were many counterfeits before him. There will be many counterfeits after him, but he is the one, the one who carried the cross up into the mount called Golgotha, the one who was slain from the foundation of the world, Yeshua, Jesus, God's only begotten son, the one who came to earth by a virgin womb, the one who came to earth without a sin nature, the one who was a spotless, perfect sacrifice because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. We are living in days where the Antichrist mouth of blasphemy is going to seek to do all he can to blaspheme the holy name of God, to blaspheme his temple, to blaspheme those who dwell in heaven, and to blaspheme those who carry the cross of Christ and the person of Christ in their hearts. But take good courage. You know the truth. And the truth will make you free. You do not have to fall away. You do not have to let your love grow cold. You do not have to give up. You do not have to give in. You need to keep growing in your faith, walking in the spirit, praying, fasting, studying the word of God, getting yourself built up, encouraged, exhorted, edified, ready to go. We may very well be the final generation that will actually witness the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ immediately after the great tribulation of the days in which we are living, a global great tribulation at the same time all over the world, and then we will pass through that moment and find ourselves being caught up to meet the Lord in the air or Having died, we will be resurrected, and we will be caught up. That, that The trumpet will sound. The dead in Christ shall rise. We who are alive and remain on the earth shall be caught up to meet the Lord. We will be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye, says 1 Corinthians 15. What's going to change? We're going to go from mortality to immortality, from these fleshly, earthly bodies to spiritually heavenly bodies, bodies that never get sick. Bodies that never die, bodies that never cry, bodies that never get weak, eternal bodies that God has planned before the foundation of the world. So lift up your head. Your redemption draws nigh. Do not be afraid. Do not be offended. Do not give up. Do not turn away, but stay the course. 
For narrow is the way that leads to life, and few that find it. For wide is the road that leads to destruction, and many there be that are on that road. But narrow is the way. But the good news is, as you and I go through the narrow way, once we pass through that tribulation, that time of pressure, it opens up into the vistas of eternal glory without limitation. Go, God has some great things. And let me encourage you in this as well. It's not just as though you and I are living on this side of eternity in these weak, frail little bodies without resources to live an abundant life. That's not true. As a matter of fact, today is the 46th day of the counting of the Omer. That countdown from the second day of Passover, the day after Passover, when the Jewish people began to count the Omer, which means a tenth, they were to count 49 days, and on the 50th day, they would shavu out. It was known as the Feast of Weeks or the Feast of Harvest, and this would be the second great feast. There are three major feasts, Passover, Pentecost, and Tabernacles, but this would be the feast that follows Passover, that they had begun their year, their economy. They gave their seed. They offered their offerings. They pressed into the blood of Jesus, et cetera, et cetera. God sent the rain, and then they get their first harvest. And so you should have an expectation. That's why they counted the Omer. It was to build up expectation. And I want to birth in you an expectation. I want you to go beyond just every day is the same. I mean, you can if you want to. But I want you to have expectation that Shavuot is now days away. We're in the count of the 46th day. That means in four days it will be Pentecost or Shavuot in the Hebrew economy of things actual Pentecost for the Christian church, they're going to be celebrating that on the 23rd of May on Sunday. So there's some gap just kind of like Easter and uh, Passover. There's a gap there, and there's reasons for all of that. But anyways, according to the economy of God's feasts, you're in the 46th day. There should be a revving up expectation, getting things ready, get the gaps filled, and get ready to go. God's got some incredible things. And what does that mean? God wants you and I to remember Pentecost, 2,000 years ago. He wants you and I who are born again to revisit the document, the monument of the book of Acts, where those 12 apostles representing those 12 stones are built for a memorial that future generations would come and ask, what mean these stones? Or what is the book of Acts for? And then they would tell the story of what God did for the purpose of telling them, if God did it with them, he could do it with you. And in our generation, as there have been many outpourings of the Holy Spirit in the last 2,000 years, from the Welch Revival to Azusa Street and all in between and before, there is a double portion anointing that is coming to the body of Christ living in this final generation. God is going to pour out his spirit once again so that you and I and all believers that are on the earth around the world will have an unction to function during this time to have an ability to go through with intelligence, with power, with strength, with ability, with resource. God is not abandoning us. God is ready to enrich us by a baptism of his Holy Spirit greater than any other time in the history of the world because it's been prophesied to be a double portion season. Not only the early rain, not only the latter rain, but the early and the latter rain coming together in a first fruits people living in the final generation that are going to be empowered to prophesy, power to have dreams and visions, power to move through this 
dark season like a wise virgin having the glorious golden oil, which is the unction, the anointing. Hallelujah. And so you want to be able to function under an unction and the unctions from the Holy Spirit and God is ready to open. I believe in my spirit there is potential, possibility that if as you and I, the ecclesia, come into unity and you know the spirit of the Lord is working that unity, they were in one accord in one place and it was in that one accord, that harmonious, unanimous reality, that very unique reality of people dwelling together in one spirit, one mind, spoke the same thing, had the same judgment. This was 1 Corinthians 1.10. There is a unique possibility that those who have gathered themselves together in a unified spirit under the headship of Jesus Christ are going to experience a golden door of opportunity where the heavens are going to open and either we're going to go in and experience like John did or there's going to be an outpouring and we're going to be positioned in one place, in one accord, being in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing with the right people right now, and suddenly a sound from heaven will come into the midst of God's people gathered in different places all over the world, and maybe a measure for each group. I don't know how it's going to work, but a measure of a sound that will release the glory of God into the lives of those individuals who will be super empowered with a high-level wisdom and intelligence to outwit the powers of darkness in these final moments of time upon the earth. I'm telling you, there is a baptism, not so we could go swinging from chandeliers. There is a baptism of the Holy Spirit to be a final equipping for an end time generation to go through the great tribulation and have the ability to endure unto the end. Even an unction and a baptism that will give us the grace to lay our lives down in martyrdom if need be. A baptism, a Holy Spirit baptism that will produce and energize the fruit of the Holy Spirit. A baptism, a watering of the seed, which is Christ, in us so that there could be a multiplication of fruitfulness in our lives, an energy. There's life. I'm telling you, there's something about the Holy Ghost baptism that God is preparing for us right now. And I don't know if you've been counting. I don't know if you've been even aware that there was a count. But the reason for the count was to get the people to anticipate. And I'm asking right now, Holy Spirit, cause a quickening in the life of those that are listening or will be listening. Cause a quickening for them to begin to anticipate these final days. The countdown, four, three, two, one. And then being in that special spot so that the Spirit of God could do something. I don't want to make things up. I'm not just exaggerating, speaking out of my imagination. These are biblical patterns, and I love biblical patterns because God does things in patterns. God is is just not schizophrenic. I mean, if he wants us to trust the Word of God, then when we read the Word of God, there's revelation there for us to understand how God does things. And so if this is the way God did it before, he's going to do it again. And that's the generation that we're in. And I have a hope and a thirst and a hunger and a desire along with you to see this thing work. Not only is the Holy Spirit going to resource us with a divine energy, but there's a refining. I keep hearing that in my spirit. There is a refining within this anointing. So areas of your life that are not fine-tuned, God is going to refine. He's going to tune you up. 
In other words, the orchestra is going to be playing as the conductor of the universe, the Holy Ghost, comes to the platform and universal silence takes place and the Holy Spirit begins to move and suddenly throughout the earth, a harmony is going to come forth out of the body of Christ. It's going to be heard all over the world in the, in the spirit realm. It's going to be there. And I, I don't know how, he's just a conductor. He's the conductor. But you and I are going to be in this orchestra without the, uh, the, un, the unnatural tones. These are going to be Holy Spirit tones that are going to be heard. I'm telling you, there's something so magnificent about the days we're living in. And with all the bad stuff going on, thank God we have the good news. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I know the power of the Holy Spirit is real. I know that the blood of Christ is real. I know that God has defeated the devil. I know that the devil is a roaring lion that has no teeth. I know he's been defeated and disarmed, which means he has no feet and no arms. I know that the devil has lost the battle. 2,000 years ago, and I know that the ecclesia was commissioned to exercise the dominion and to execute the judgment that was written upon this devil, and now we're at this end where the devil came from a snake on his belly to a great red dragon, crazy stuff, but it's because he's a liar, so I will not turn my ear, my heart, or my eyes from the truth, neither should you. The truth is in the word of God, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit of truth. Folks, we win. We win, we win, we win. And though the devil may rage and get very angry because he knows he has a short time, the Bible already told us he's going to be furious, and he's going to do as much damage as he possibly can to everything that is called God. But whether or not we live or die, whether or not we're in the wilderness being preserved or whether we're being martyred, whatever's going to happen, we know that on the other side of this very brief moment, there is eternal glory waiting for us. So I want you to be encouraged. But I want you also to begin to anticipate the next few days that Shavuot is coming. The Feast of Harvest is coming. There's going to be a harvest of your fruitfulness. You know that seed that you put into your life called the Logos Word of God? And you know that seed, which Galatians 3 calls Christ, is the seed? Well, that seed in the good soil of your heart, the rain of heaven is going to make contact with it. It's been happening. There's been a light rain all along. But on this Shavuot, there's going to be a manifestation of fruitfulness. In other words, the divine nature is, has taken root, and it's about to spring forth out of you the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Mamma mia, this is really good stuff. And it's all biblical, and it's all reality, and it's all a very timely word. And this is what's happening on one side of the day, and then there's another side of the day. And that's the side of the day we're going to talk about right now, known as the greatest tribulation to ever hit the face of the earth. And the only question, I've been asking this question for 29 years, what side of the day will you be on? Because there won't be any middle ground. What side of the day are you living in right now? Are you in the side of darkness that will become grossly dark? Or are you in the side of light that will become glorious light? There is no gray zone. There is no valley of decision. There is no, I'm not sure yet, one foot in, one foot out. It's either all in or all out. 
lukewarm, you get spewed out of the mouth of God himself. He'll vomit you. He can't stomach lukewarmness. You're either all in or you're all out. If you're all out, then that's where you go. If you're all in, that's where you go. So this is the biggest question that we should be asking. Am I walking in the light or am I walking? Now, for a lot of people, and I'm sorry I have to say it again, my brothers and sisters who believe in a pre-tribulational rapture, who have placed their hope, faith, and trust in a pre-tribulational rapture, they may have the hardest of times, maybe, awakening to the reality that they're in this world and they have not suddenly disappeared. And they may have known what was going to come, but they thought they would be gone and wouldn't have to face these days, and so most likely weren't be wasn't prepared for them. Well, we want you to know if you find us, we want to help you. We want to lo- we love the body of Christ. We may argue about many things, but we love the body of Christ. If you're one of those purchased possessions and that the master has bought you with his blood and you are under his ownership, um, I don't know how we get messed up in our thinking by Bible teachers. I don't know why that happens. I don't know why a hundred Bible teachers can't read the same Bible and come up with the same message. I don't know why. I guess there is really a devil, a liar, a deceiver, somebody that twists the truth, the little foxes that spoil the vine, the little leaven that leavens the loaf. We don't understand what we're hearing and the birds of the air snatch the word out of our heart when we don't understand what's being said. I mean, there are reasons and it's sad Now, I guess what we're saying here is that we want to err on the side of caution. So we are a people that are preparing for the worst. And yet we really do have a hope for the best. Our lives are blessed. We have an abundant life in comparison to where we've been. Get some water. And we're excited about the times we're living in, by the way. You know, the idea of just living smooth and then peacefully passing, I don't know why. It just never, you know, it's like, okay, and then we'll go to heaven. Man, I love the fact that the Bible is showing itself to be true. I love the fact that the Bible, the written word of God is showing itself to this earth right now as an accurate document that people can look at the Bible. They could bring it to presidents and kings and Congress and senators and judges and all people of the world in every nation and say, look, this Bible tells everything that's going on right now. It's talking about these global events. It's talking about all the things that are coming that you're feeling. Here's the revelation. It's in the word of God that marvels my heart. And to know that we're the generation that are witnessing end-time Bible prophecies coming to pass is absolutely awesome. I just want to remain in the center of God's will, and I want to be doing what God tells us to do. Each one of us are members of his body. He has selected, chosen us, set us in the body to function a certain way, and we need to accept that functionality of each member of the body of Christ. That's how it works. So having said all that, 27 minutes. I want to go back to something that we said yesterday. We were talking yesterday about 
Revelation chapter 13, the beast. And if you haven't heard that message, you can go back. There was a lot of detail to it. But one of the stories I want to share with you is in Genesis chapter 6, because this really caught my attention as I left the broadcast yesterday. And I thought, man, this is it. I, I forgot to talk about this. So we were talking about the seven heads of the beast, which were Egypt, Assyria, Medio, uh, Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greece, then Rome was the sixth, the seventh probably the United States, the eighth will be of the seven, which means the United Nations. So we walked away with an understanding yesterday, at least this is what I believe at this moment. I don't know what else to believe. In my study, this is what I come up with. The United Nations will be the governmental body, the system of the beast through which he will work through this Antichrist spirit, and it is the United Nations. It will be, uh, I mean, the United States is so far removed from what God intended, it's become minded like the beast. The United States now has a mind of a beast. It murders its innocent children. It promotes what is evil. It blasphemes God every day. America, Hollywood, is a blaspheming nation. So don't think for a moment America is not beast-minded. It certainly is. So we saw that as the seventh, and that's why its end is coming so quickly, and then comes the United Nations. So we got that figured out to a degree, but then I remembered something I've been teaching for years. The end is revealed from the beginning. The end is revealed from the beginning. And what do we see in the end? Well, during the Great Tribulation, we see a global one-world government ruling the whole world. Every tribe, every tongue, every nation. That's what we see in Revelation 13. The whole world, whose names are not written in the Lamb's Book of Life, thundering after the beast. They're worshiping the dragon. And it's a one-world government. Well, where did that actually begin? The end is revealed from the beginning. Genesis 11.1 The whole earth was of one language and of one speech. That's Genesis chapter 11, verse 1. The whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar and they dwelt there. cradle of civilization, Shinar. Where is that? Iraq. Modern day Iraq is where the land of Babylon, Shinar, okay? So Babylon in the ancient uh, nation of Babylon was in Iraq. Okay, so at the beginning of time, You have a people of one language, of one speech, on the whole earth. They were all just one. And what do they do? They're gathered together. They journey together. They found this plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, hey, or go to, let us make brick And burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime had they for mortar. So the whole earth 
came together. All the people of the world, whoever they were, wherever they was, it says the whole earth. They were of one language, one speech, all the people on the earth. They're there. This, of course, is after the flood of the days of Noah. This came out of Shem, Ham, Japheth, all those tribes that multiplied. This is the history of the world, right? So now they're all together as one. And they said in verse 4, go to, let us build us a city and a tower. Let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven. And let us and let us make us a name lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. So the motivation of the world in that time was fear. They did not want to be scattered to the ends of the earth. So they had some fear, concern. There was something obviously troubling them. But did you notice the phrase, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven? Now, I want to show you that phrase in the Hebrew, shamayim, reach unto heaven. So they wanted a tower whose top would reach unto heaven, and that word there is the shamayim. And when you study this word out, what it actually is talking about is they wanted to bore into the fabric of space and go into the dimension of heaven. That is the Hebrew reality when you put all these words together. Okay? They were wanting to bore, let the top bore like a drill. Let's bore into heaven. They wanted mankind to invade the dimension of God. They wanted to bore into heaven, which is a spirit of rebellion. All right, so let's stop for a moment. We know rebellion is very real because it was who? It was Nimrod who was leading this rebellion, and his very name means son of rebellion. So let's go back to the story for a moment because what I'm interested in is the city and the tower. Let us build us a city and a tower. And. Well, that's okay, Siri. You don't need to hear that. She's always talking, right? I hope they're listening. So they want to build a city and a tower. And it says in verse 5, And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower. So they were building it, which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one. They have all one language. And this they begin to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. So there is forward motion. There is success. The people of the world, through a spirit of rebellion, which you'll see in a moment here, through Nimrod, who's leading this whole thing, there is a building project to bore into heaven, to rip the fabric of space, to enter into the dimension of God. And they want a city and a tower. So in the last days, who is that great city? Well, the scriptures are very clear that the great city is Babylon. Isn't that interesting? 
It begins in the land of Shinar, Iraq, where the nation of Babylon was the superpower nation of the world under Nebuchadnezzar. And in the last days, it's Babylon the Great. Okay, Babylon the Great, the city. How about towers? Let's talk about towers. 9-11-2001, we know the Twin Towers in New York City were taken down. We know the Empire State Building is a great tower. We know about the Sears Tower in Chicago. We know about the Eiffel Tower in France. And we could actually study, and I want to give you a, a visual here if I could possibly do that. If you were to go up in space and look down on the Earth, and if you were able to view everything from space on the Earth, and you were able to identify the cities of the world, what did they want to build? They wanted to build, in rebellion, they wanted to build a city. There are major cities, there are many cities in the United States of America, and there are cities all over the world, great cities, Hong Kong, I, I mean, just you name it, Mexico City, you know, anywhere in the world, cities, and usually every city has what? A tower some financial tower, some skyscraper. Most cities in the world have towers. This is, the, this is what happens. So let's go look a little bit further. I want to just get your visual here. Now, I want you to see a tower over here and a tower, tower, towers all over the world. Now, what are the towers doing? The towers represent communication. Remember, they were of one language, one speech. And we're going to see what God did in just a moment when he confused their languages. In other words, he interrupted their communication. But right now in the world, we have cities and towers all over the world, and the towers represent these communication networks. And the world in which we live has been interconnected through electronics through the last generation. Now, if Babylon or this desire to unite the world through cities and towers, it was at the beginning, right now, through the United Nations. Ah, doesn't that sound a little interesting? When you view it in light of what happened in the beginning, you may as well call the people of the earth in the days of Genesis 11, the United Nations. They were of one language, they were of one speech, and they were building a city and a tower, and they were progressing. Well, in the world we live today, the United Nations, which came into view in nine, coming out of World War II, 1945, that's when the United Nations and the United States emerged as the global superpower. The United States took the head of the United Nations, and the whole idea since 1945 was to gather the world together. Israel becomes a nation, another superpower prophecy. And then, of course, technology is growing. And for all these years, the technological explosion, people flying around the world, all Bible prophecy, it's all happening. And it's all the spirit of Babylon. It is all world rulers like Nimrod building their towers, building their cities, interconnecting through modern technology, all the languages of the earth. That's why every leader of the world could go sit in a UN meeting, have their little earphones on, and they can all understand their language. 
What we are living in right now is the resurgence of Babylon. We are living in a time where all the cities and all the towers have become one. There's only some minor resistance. And the resistance is coming from within the United States of America strongly. And there has to be a breaking of that resistance. And there will be, according to the prophecy, three and a half years, the saints will be overcome. So the work right now is to finalize the final part. Break the United States of America's resistance. Make war against those who are resisting. And this is where persecution and tribulation and any resistance that will come from the world will be met with fury, satanic fury, according to the prophecy. But ladies and gentlemen, you and I are living at a time. All those towers, those communication towers around the world, all those communication, holograms, people meeting each other through holograms in their offices in Taiwan, in Beijing, in uh, South America, in Asia, Europe, America, wherever. And, and, And there's this interconnected high level technology. Now you have a world that is always in fear and they built out of fear. So what do we have in the world today? They're forming a one world military power. They're going to access and utilize all of the technology that is combined in the world. It's going to come under the powerful uh, control of an oligarchy of elites. And this is the satanic pyramid at the top. And they're going to control the military. They're going to control finances. They're going to control the courts. They're going to control the charters and the constitutions of the world will be destroyed under the UN charter or the UN constitution. This is going to happen now. It's been working, working, working. It's going to happen so fast now. The collapse of economies around the world in exchange for a digital currency that can be controlled. Now comes a global one world government. And this is why World War III has to happen. World War III has to happen because the Antichrist military power has got to ascend. I don't care how strong Israel's military is or the United States military is. We're not talking about their independent, powerful military powers. We're talking about Bible prophecy being fulfilled. And in order for there to be a one-world government and a one-world military power, that means there has to be a war and the good guys lose for a period of time. It's written in the Bible. And you, can you imagine we're living here in the context of all this? Let's go on what it says. In verse 7, um, go to, God said, let us go down and there confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth. The thing they feared came upon them and they left off to build the city. Therefore is the name of it called Babel, because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth, and from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of all the earth. Well, there it is. The city of confusion. And what do we have in the last days in the book of Revelation? Babylon the Great, that great city. Babylon. It's all united. It's taking all the cities of the world and joining them together 
all their towers of communication networking together under the headship of Satan himself to bring hell on earth, to bring destruction to the masses of humanity, to make war with everything that's called God, to get God out of this earth, to make war with his saints, to blaspheme everything belonging to God. And America is blaspheming and has been blaspheming Jesus Christ and God for a generation now. Folks, I believe we are so close. Now, there's also a conditioning that's going on through technology with cell phones, computers, iPads, iPods, all of that stuff. There is a conditioning of the mind. There are algorithms that know where you're going to be, how long it's going to take you to get there, where you're going to shop, what your favorite food is. They have a, it, it, it is such a global network of technological, technocratical, whatever you want to call it, this system of the beast, this technological advancement under the control of evil to subdue men under its power and to have control over the nations of the earth is absolutely amazing. And there will be no greater joy in the heart of the devil if he has anything called joy than to see God's people suffer. You know right now there's a little war going on, a skirmish in Israel. You know that's happening right now. Hamas, a terrorist organization from the Gaza Strip, launched hundreds of rockets. People are dying. Israel's retaliating. Something's sparking a Middle Eastern conflict with Israel. At any moment, the Middle Eastern nations could gather together and form a coalition against Israel, a caliphate. Only God knows as they're waiting for the Twelver. The Twelvers are waiting for the Twelfth Imam to show up, right? We don't know how that quick that's going to happen. We know that the gasoline prices on the East Coast are going to soar because there's no gas. The gas pumps are not running on the East Coast because of the cyber attack. You know that's happening. You know there's a crisis at the border where over 170,000 illegal aliens have been brought into the nation. I think 170,000 were arrested and the untold others that are just pouring in. There's a crisis. They're spending and printing so much money, it's over $27 trillion in just our national debt or something like that. Uh, the other numbers of the GDP and all that is way out there. But $26 trillion, nearly $27 trillion of debt are going to collapse the economy. So again, we have a vortex of, of prophecy that is swirling. Food prices will rise. The value of the dollar will be broken. Uh, it's going to be almost impossible to get food. And if you're going to be driving or traveling, the price of gasoline is going to soar. This is all over Hunter Biden's Ukrainian ties and Chinese. I mean, this is all interconnected to create an environment to break things. You have to understand that until there's only one global system left. And the only way that you will be able to buy or sell in the global system of things will be through the mark of the beast. Right now, they want everybody vaccinated. They want the whole world vaccinated. It's getting crazy, isn't it? It's no longer a sci-fi thriller. We're living in it. And yet, we're still using these microphones. We're still talking on the Internet, et cetera, et cetera. All right, so having said that, I want to just get back to, because we have such a short time, I've got 12 minutes here. Any questions or comments, you're welcome to uh, call in right now and share any thoughts you have. The number to call is 818 
369-0326. And remember, when you call in, press one on your dial pad, then I will bring you into the con- conversation. Um, all right, so let's say good morning to our friends on chat here. Denny Sossaman, good morning, Pastor, and all you dear saints. Keep on walking and speaking. Psalm 91 from Denny and Sally. Psalm 91, that is our vaccination, the J-Con Vax. You got it. Kevin Hauger, good morning to you, sir. Carol Carey, good morning. YouTube, 10-minute delay, connecting. Happy and blessed Wednesday. Okay, we'll hope you're up to speed with us right now. Uh, Brenda Torville, good morning to you. Vinny Pots and Pans from New York. Good morning, Vincenzo and Saints. Good morning, Vinny. Uh, please remember to hit the like button. Hey, Vinny, we're getting your advocacy back again. I love that. When we started, you were a great advocate of this ministry. Thanks for remaining a faithful friend. We appreciate that. Uh, Vanessa KM, shalom, pastor. Hope you are well. We need to pray for peace of land of Jerusalem. It belongs to God. It's a historical place for our Lord Jesus, Yahshua, the power of the cross in the land of Jerusalem, Jeremiah 33, Exodus 19, uh, given to Israel in the Old and New Testament. All right. So I hear the point. Israel belongs to God. Here's the problem with the Israeli people need to stop doing. They need to stop letting Tel Aviv be the number one gathering place for the homosexuals in the world. They need to tell uh, Tel Aviv, let's not host the number one homosexual LGBTQ community event in the whole world. Let's not open our doors to that. Let's stop murdering innocent babies. And let's root out some of the corruption and the blasphemy that God condemns. Israel, I know it belongs to God. I understand all that. But because of their sin, according to scripture, they're going to get hit. Okay, it's going to be a tough time in Israel, believe me. Uh, But we will pray for them. They were unified in building the Tower of Babel. Yes, they were, as they are today. Kevin Hauger, thanks, Vinny. Uh, Samuel Grimes, good morning, Pastor, everyone. Jesus is Lord. I believe that. See, my sister Laquita is out there today. Good morning, Pastor. Good morning to you. And, of course, we have, uh, where are we here? Jody Keene from Florida. Hello, Jody. Welcome to the broadcast. Uh, Israel needs to repent, too. Hey, Jody, I just said the same thing. You're right on. So, good morning, and God bless from Shirley Woolsey. Uh, we do have a call coming in. Let's take this call coming in from area code 605. Good morning. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, uh, thoroughly enjoyed the teaching and the clarity of the Word of God that has been brought out in the last two programs of yours. And I just wanted to relate something that uh, it came back to my mind now. In 1960s, in the 60s, um, I was in the intercessory prayer meeting with some of the ladies from the church we were attending in Minneapolis. And there was this woman, of course, has gone on to be with the Lord, but God used her in a prophetic way. And now we're talking back in the 60s, and it concerned America. And the Lord revealed through a prophetic word through her that our country was starting to go away from God at that time. And when the prophecy came out about the government of our nation, the Lord spoke two things through her. The Lord said, when you see the Democrat Party arise, uh, come into uh, office, the beast system arises. And the other thing was this, God spoke, the United Nations is cursed of God. Well, I put that on the shelf. Because I, I, was, I was young in the Lord. I did not understand political things. I see it happening. 
today and also through the years. Wow. Yeah, everything. It, nothing was wasted. All those years of prophecy, all those great men and women of God that came to the land and they saw because they had known about things in the past, they warned. And it's just amazing how many years we've been talking about this ourselves, and yet here we are, and the acceleration is underway. And we just went through a year of a, 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 a global lockdown, for goodness sake, right? And they're still utilizing this, and there's more stuff coming and you and I just need to be aware. And I hope that everybody out there is living their life in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing with the right people right now. I really pray that God's people will be gathered together in their cities, in their regions, in their towns, in their neighborhoods, wherever they are, and that there could be a network of, of God's uh, intentional intervention in the lives of those who are awakened and prepared by the Holy Spirit to endure the days that are coming. The time of being on the air and warning people will end because the warnings will have been met with reality. And I don't know how things are going to go from there, but get ready, saints, right? Absolutely. And I believe that's why God is bringing uh, the relevant of people, like you said, this word networking together. And, you know, we're going back to the book of Acts where they gathered in homes, I believe it, the true Christians, believers. Yeah. And, again, the end is revealed from the beginning. If, they, if everything began in homes, most likely, well, we're, we're assured of this, that God is calling back to the home fellowships. And it's not some, <clears throat> you know, formulated uh, intentional movement to form a structure. No, it's very organic in nature. And there are going to be saints of God. Some, t- some houses are going to have seven or eight. Some are going to have 70 or 80. I believe that, larger homes. But there are going to be places where the saints are gathering together, and the glory of God is going to be there. And those saints connected are going to be prepared saints. And the glory of God will be there and give them wisdom on how to grow their own food, how to have water supply, medical supply, and different things to get ready to walk through the moment that God has warned us that we would have to walk through. So, yeah, I'm convinced it's all going back into the homes, and that's kind of what we're wanting to see come to pass. Amen. And praise God, above all, the King Jesus is coming again. You got it. You got it. Thanks a million, Kathy, for doing it. And by the way, uh, just we have a few minutes left. Uh, We will be leaving a week from today. We will be heading up to South Dakota. We have a number of friends that are apparently going to be going with us. We're going to be caravanning up to South Dakota to Pastor Dave and Victoria's River of Fire Ministries, where we have a three-day conference of uh, speaking and, and sharing with the saints of God up in South Dakota. We are, we are getting really, really excited about the journey up to South Dakota for our second journey. And I'm hoping that uh, God is going to do great things. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing you and Ken, and we're looking forward to seeing the saints up there. We've got a lot of friends we want to see. And um, it's a week away. And for those of people that are listening that want to make it to that conference, if you want to be in South Dakota from the 21st to the 23rd, there's a little uh, hotel in Hartford, South Dakota, Hartford, H-A-R-T-F-O-R-D, called the America Inn. There are rooms that have been blocked for the conference if you want to get up there and you'd be a part of that. It's also, what, eight, ten miles away from Sioux Falls. Is that right, Kathy? 
Correct. All right. So the people could stay in Sioux Falls if they wanted to. And we're probably going to be meeting in coffee shops, houses, buildings. We're going to be all over the place. So we're looking forward to that. And uh, thank you so much. We're looking forward to seeing yes. you and Ken and all of our friends. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. We have another call coming in from area code 845. Good morning. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. You're on the air. Vincenzo, Vinnie Pots and Pans. Hey, Vinnie Pots and Pans, what's going on? <laughs> oh, what a year we've had, huh? Oh, it's been crazy, huh? Yeah. Um, I wanted to touch on a couple of things real quick. Uh, number one, I've always been advocating for you. And remember we were talking about uh, setting up our own Goshens and whatnot. Well, you know, I started YouTube just around this time last year, well, you know, sort of, or just getting my, you know, be quit, getting the, getting the word out there. And throughout this year, I found myself connecting to people in the Philippines off YouTube. I'm like, what am I doing here, you know, on these channels? And I just felt God sending me to talk to people in the Philippines. And then from the Philippines, I started talking to people in India, Japan, Saudi Arabia, wow. Lebanon, uh, I mean, all over the place. In fact, most of the viewers from my channel are subscribers from all over the world. United States is last on the algorithms, you know, <laughs> for, for the percentages. And I'm like, and it's all tying together. So if you could maybe, uh, you know, is that would that be something like you were saying with the uh, – you know, because I'm like, what am you know? I'm talking to all the, but we're all speaking English. It's not like they they all know English. So you know, the ones that I've been connecting with, but they you know they're bilingual, and I'm like, this is so cool. But would you equate a little bit of that with the Goshens? Like you know, I I live alone, but I got like three thousand people who <laughs> on any given day I'm talking to like you know a hundred, two hundred of them all over the world. You know, what do you think of that? I think it's awesome, and I congratulate God for doing that in your ministry because it was a very fun, very cool ministry that you have, and you should go ahead and put a plug in right now. If people want to uh, kind of look at no, what no, you're doing. No, no, that's all right. Yeah, it's okay. You know, I don't do no. that stuff. But, but well, because I'm kind of like, I don't know. You do that for me when you – I don't want to waste your time with that stuff. But well, just what I do, you just reminded and, me, though, uh, well, everybody that I've been connecting to, especially the Philippines, there's like – I've, you know, been donating and, and helping them out because I get this kid, you know, a little younger, and they feed, and I think at this point, just one of the guys that I help out, he's he's almost reaching a 1,000 families of feeding them for food banks. We created our own food bank out there. Well, he wow. did, and I just helped, you know, help him out and this and that. But, but, they're, but they're all, you know, like, you know, the headlines is like, you know, God loved us first. That's why we love. And I'm like, wow, look at this. And it's like, and every one of them are all positive energy Christians all over the place. I said, this is awesome. So, so yeah, you know, well, a little bit awesome. of good news going on out there, you know? Yeah, there is a lot of good news. And, and this is so wise for people to be preparing and getting involved in. Uh, in this country, that same type of networking needs to happen. And there are a lot of giving ministries. There's no doubt. There are food banks and pantries all over the country that are helping uh -huh. people. Uh, but, you know, there's a saying in Galatians chapter 6 where the Apostle Paul said to the household of faith first. 
And the body of Christ needs to know how to take care of the body of Christ. And then we are to reach out to the ends of the earth and do what we can do. So I don't know how it's all going to be put together, but I'm down to 10 seconds and I got to go. And it's great talking with you. And you yeah, know, I'm always amazing. here. Listen, if I, if sometimes you don't hear me, I catch you at night. Or you know, I'm usually on a different schedule because sometimes I'm online all night with these guys. So I miss your shows in the morning. So that's why you know I've disappeared. But I've never really disappeared. I comment all the time. I don't know if you ever see your comments on YouTube. You know what I mean? But yeah, I know you got to go. God bless. Keep. I'll keep in touch with you. All right. All right, Vinny. All right, Mama very good. Mia. Mama Mia. You know, one of the things I was very God bless jealous. You, but I, one of the things I was really jealous about with this uh, Vinny Pots and Pans, my brother Vinny, is that while he was locked down in New York City, they had a lot better pizza than they have in Arkansas. I have to admit, Arkansas pizza does not measure up to Jersey City or New York City pizza. And so, anyways, that's our little fun thing there. Hey, we had a serious conversation uh, Vinny Pots and Pans. You can go on YouTube, check out what he does. He does these little skits and see what he's doing. Vinny Pots and Pans, support the body of Christ. If you've got a project you want to get done, you want to start a food bank somewhere, whatever you want to do, let's chat, let's get together, let's get the resources, let's work it the best way we can. Our job is to show up in your city to start a home fellowship. We were given an RV for that very purpose. We are ready to travel, to show up at a meeting, and establish, impart everything God's done in us in our 29 years of full-time pastoral ministry, and to help people get themselves moving in the right direction for the times we're in. If you know somebody in a city that wants a Bible study to start in their home, we're saints who are like-minded to gather together, to hear the Word of God, to put things in perspective, we're ready to go. We're going to be in South Dakota in about eight days, seven or eight days. We'll be there, and we're going to have a weekend from the 21st to the 23rd uh, speaking at different uh, group meetings, and we're excited about it. And again, that's Pastor David and Victoria Obenauer from River of Fire Ministries. They've come here on several of occasions now and have ministered the Word of God. So there's a networking going on. The enemy doesn't like it too much, but God likes it a lot, and I'm all about serving God's purpose. How about you? I know you are. And having said that, we got a roll. We'll see you tomorrow, Lord willing. Right now, if you have ever had a problem battling a controlling spirit, do you know somebody with a controlling spirit? Maybe United Nations is a controlling spirit. You're not going to want to miss on Omega Radio. Right now, just go to omegaradio.org. OmegaRadio.org. There is a roundtable discussion with Patricia Joy Xavier out of her book, Deliverance, the Christian Bill of Rights, and they're discussing a controlling spirit. You're not going to want to miss it. It's happening right now. I'm Pastor Vince. It's good to see you. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. Have a blessed day.